And just to maybe speak to some perceived objections already from musicians who are like, hey, I'm not an indie folk singer songwriter. That's fine. Like they like your music, whatever your music is. So if you are a instrumental uh, flute player, you can create a piece inspired by that story with them on the on the call. If you are a technical death metal band, like they love your music. They love technical death metal. So make a custom song where you're literally like screaming these awesome lyrics, singing these awesome <laughs> lyrics about their person. Like what an amazing gift. So whatever music you do, you can turn that into a gift for someone. Mm. And I just, cause I know it's like, oh, that's easy. You know, you got a acoustic guitar and you can sing, but anything, you know, any vibration can mean a lot to somebody. And that's why they like your music in the first place. So I would, I have a, I perceive that some artists are out there like, well, that's like not my genre, but any genre, this will work for. It's easy to get lost in today's music industry with constantly changing technology and where anyone with a computer can release their own music. But I'm gonna share with you why this is the best time to be an independent musician and it's only getting better. If you have high quality music, but you just don't know the best way to promote yourself so that you can reach the right people and generate a sustainable income with your music, we're gonna show you the best strategies that we're using right now to reach millions of new listeners every month without spending 10 hours a day on social media. We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Modern Musician Live podcast. And I'm super excited to be here today with my good friend and business partner, Eli Lev. Eli is someone that I feel like really represents the ethos of Modern Musician in, in so many different ways. And uh, you're someone that, you know, leads by example, you walk the walk. We played uh, a show together here in Orlando at the local Clean Eats. And, and you're someone that you know, has a lot of experience, you know, with, you know, starting a music career from scratch. And, and I remember when we first connected about, gosh, like coming up on six years or so ago, when I first started Modern Musician, you were in a pretty different place of, of your life. And now you're here and you're, you're sharing your music with, with the world in such a beautiful way. So it's been really an honor to watch your journey. And I'm excited to have you on the podcast today to share a few of the things that you're doing right now in particular that are working really well to be able to connect with your fans. So Eli, thank you so much for taking the time to come on here. Yeah, this is awesome. My favorite things to do is to chat with you, Michael, because I always get ideas from you. And it's a great exchange. I'm happy to share what I am currently up to in the Eli Live music world. So I'm excited. Oh, man. <laughs> I think that's the first time I've ever been able to use that yes. and actually like nailed it. Perfect moment for it. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, well, hey, Eli, I think a lot of folks who are here who are part of our community, they've you know connected you since you're really at, at the heart of what we're doing here at Modern Musician. But for anyone who hasn't um, you know, met you yet or they haven't kind of heard your backstory, I'd love for you to share a little bit about yourself and how you got started at Modern Musician uh, you know, those six years ago. Yeah, sure. In a nutshell, I began my professional career as a middle school teacher. I taught eighth grade on the uh, Navajo Indian Reservation in northern Arizona out of uh, university. And I stayed there for three years, and that's where the inspiration for my Four Directions project came from. Traveled the world after that, Australia, New Zealand. I lived in Israel, a small country called Andorra in Europe. And I came back to get my master's degree in education. And I did. And I was going to be a teacher's teacher. And then music had other plans for my life. I like to say, like, music 
kind of found me. And, you know, they say it's like kind of like a calling. At this point, it's just totally taken over my life in a very good way. I found a way to serve others. I found a way to connect with an incredible fan base and community. And I found a way to express myself as a person. And music is really the means for that. I've been a full-time musician for the last, I would say, yes, six or seven years. We met right at the beginning of Eli Lev. And now I am, you know, touring the USA, touring the world, you know, mailing list, texting list, you know, creating experiences for my fans, opportunities for them to connect with. My community is called The Levitators, Eli Lev. We levitate. That's cheesy. It's been a wonderful journey. And I connected with you, Michael, and Modern Musician, probably in the first year and a half that I was going full time and was really just like rocket fuel to what I was doing as a musician and learned a lot about how to connect with my people, how to foster those relationships, and how to earn a living off of those connections. So here I am, six, seven years later, just was named one of the top 100 touring artists in the world from Bands in Town last year, and lots more amazing things to come this year. <laughs> Man, that's so awesome. You, you know, I... We'll never forget how I, the feeling that I had on our first session, because I, you know, some of the, the exact details, like our brains are, you know, not great at remembering like the specifics and facts, but I do remember the feeling. I remember the vibe. I remember being on that session and yeah, you know, every once in a while I connect with someone here who is just like my spidey sense, just like, <laughs> like, you know, just, you know, I, and I remember meeting you and just having that sense of like, dang, like this guy is on another level. So it's been really interesting kind of watching your, seeing where things are at now. It's helped me to sort of trust that intuition more mm. like when I have that spidey sense. And yeah, I would love to zoom back because you mentioned that recently, um, you actually went back and watched our first uh, session that we did. And I would love to go back and watch it too, because it would probably just be funny to watch it. But the fact that we have that recording, imagine, you know, if you're listening to this right now, imagine that you had this specific moment that you connected with someone who like, you know, changed your life. Like, you know, maybe it's like your significant other, you know, or a partner and you could actually go back in time and actually you have documented the specific like experience <laughs> and moment of the whole thing. It's pretty cool. It's the cool. fact that like we live our lives on zoom is, in some ways is you know, amazing that we have that level of like documentation, yeah. but in particular, yeah, I would love to hear from you because I remember you mentioned that it made you chuckle because you remember back then, like coming in, you're like really skeptical. You're like, okay, like who is this guy and what is this body musician stuff? And you're sussing it out. Yeah. And yeah, and it's funny now because, like, you know, on the other side, you know, we've built our, you know trust and a relationship, and you really see like the heart of what we're doing here. But you know, I think that there's a lot of folks who, you know, maybe they're on the outside or maybe they haven't, you know, joined body musician as a community, and they might have a similar sort of question mark for good reason. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they've been burned in the past or, yeah. you know, maybe, you know, they just haven't built like the level of trust yet. And so you know, I'm curious to hear from your perspective, like coming into it, what was that? What was that sense of like hesitancy or skepticism? And what was your experience, you know, kind of on the other side? Yeah. And no, I remember very vividly coming into the music industry and just being like, oh no, here we go. You know, cause musicians, like, let's be honest, like we want it. We want it so bad. So it kind of makes mm -hmm. us easy targets for some things because if somebody promises something and it's like, okay, yeah, that's exactly what I want. And so I was very careful about that in the beginning. 
I had some bad experiences with producers who kind of led me astray. I had a bad experience, you know, online with something that was just like, oh man. But I knew that I had to find the right people. And I knew that I did have to rely on my spidey senses and, you know, go with my gut and my intuition eventually, because you can't get anywhere, you know, alone in music or any industry. So I started um, doing research, very careful research and getting on calls with people. And I met an awesome vocal coach. I met a great uh, PR agent. I met an incredible web designer. So I was like, okay, I'm getting the hang of this. And then you were like, within that, you know, same kind of group where it's like, okay, I think I'm finding the right people, but I'm still a little bit skeptical. And we talked for like an hour, you know what I mean? Like asked a lot about my, my music and had a lot of great ideas that I hadn't heard of before or ideas that I'd heard of, but like not the way that you were presenting them. And I am a sucker for, you know, things that work. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I'm the only one out there, but like, I it's really a good bias like to have. <laughs> Like that's one of those biases that like, it, it's good to have a bias for <laughs> things that actually work. Yeah. I have a bias for like things that work and are effective and are just, you know, a system that I can kind of plug into. So that's mm -hmm. what really attracted me about the modern musician system. Uh, it was like a clear step-by-step -step path on how to get fans, how to build those relationships and how to monetize that. So you can keep doing that and building the fan base. So that was really interesting to me. Plus, there's like a spiritual element that's very important to me. You know, there's a lot of folks out there who might hit different triggers in people. Maybe a trigger is like, you know, you're the best at what you do and I can make you the best because that's the main goal. And I didn't really resonate with that. There's a lot of others out there. It's like, I can just get you tons of listeners and tons of fans because that's all that matters. And it's like, mm, not really sure. But you yourself and the modern musician approach is very holistic. It's about actually me becoming a better person in order to become a better artist and a better community leader. And that really resonated with me because not only can I build my music career, but, you know, and I can work on myself as a professional and as, as a person. So I think all those things together were like, okay, the system, you know, I connect with the, you know, the, the message here and it's an investment, but I know that music is a business. It absolutely is a business. And like any business, we need to invest in ourselves. And it was an investment in myself, too. So I love that and went for the leap. And that investment has paid off 50, 100 fold <laughs> since then mm -hmm. in many ways. So I'm very glad I went for it. And here we are. Hmm. <laughs> That's just so awesome. Yeah, th thanks for sharing that. And yeah, it's really humbling, I think, like to have this uh, ability to be able to go back in time and you sort of juxtapose the before and the after. And, you know, I think what you just shared, at least for, for me, um, gives people a little bit of like a portal into their mm. future selves. And I think for yeah. a lot of people, you know, they might be early on, or they might be kind of at that point that you're at and sort of like looking at this portal and maybe right. have some, they're trying to figure out, find the right people. They're trying to find the people that right. are their people. And so it's really helpful to be able to have conversations like this and kind of be able to give people a portal into future versions of themselves. So speaking of giving people, you know, a portal into cool possibilities and, and visions, one thing in particular that I was excited about connecting with you on today was about this opportunity around creating custom songs for your fans. And 
ultimately about you know just the way, I think the way that you described it is about creating like a gift, you know, and serving your fans, providing value, and kind of the impact that you've seen by doing this. So I'd love to hear just a quick overview of what that's all about in terms of custom songs, what you've been doing, and sort of the impact that you've seen it make on your own career and on the lives of your fans. Yeah, no, I, I love that because I just finished up kind of like a huge cycle of custom songs for the holiday season. So I can kind of relate as what my current method is. I've experimented with a lot of different ways to do custom songs. What I have come to realize is that... People who are interested in custom songs are less interested in the production value and the bells and whistles and the multi-tracks. And they're more interested in me performing a song that we wrote together live hmm. with just a guitar and me singing over it. Hmm. And what that does is it actually allows me to write more of them. Take, it takes less time to write. But there's much more of a sense of ownership from the person who's requesting them. Because how the process works is, you know, I send out, you know, we call this a shot across the bow, right? An email or, or a message that says, hey, have you ever thought about giving the gift of song to someone you love? I always like to try and make these very conversational. My emails are not newsletters. They're just words. <laughs> like a friend would be writing. So I start with just very simple a sentence or two. And then whoever responds to that, like replies by email, um, I have another email that I send to them, which is like, hey, that's awesome. I would love that. And I'm so glad that you're interested in it too. And I've created a form for you to fill out to see if it's a good fit. And you can do this with Google Forms or Type Forms or you know, I use Street Team for my forms as well. And the form pretty much goes through a very basic process of what's your name, what's your email, who would you like this song to be for, what's the occasion, and any details <clears throat> that they have about the other person that they'd like to include. And then I set a budget benchmark for them. Say, you know, I usually charge X amount for these songs. Does that sound doable to you? And kind of leave it open a little bit. That way I am anchoring the price to make sure that it's worthwhile, but that they also know what an amazing investment and the true value of something like this really is. So that value has gone up <laughs> every year for the last three or four years as my community has grown and as my time and value as a creative has, has grown as well. So once they fill out the form, essentially, I kind of score them and put like the most qualified at the top. And like the least qualified that maybe they just put one word or like, no, that doesn't work for me at the bottom. And then I start reaching out one by one after the forums were filled and say, hey, I think this is a great fit. Here's where you can schedule a call with me. I also use Street Team for my uh, calendar and appointments. And on Street Team, it's pretty cool. This is the software that Modern Musician uses that we use at Modern Musician. In the appointment, you can actually set a price and it goes straight to Stripe. So to set an appointment, there's a certain amount, put down a deposit to make sure that, you know, we're good to go during that day. You can set, I set up a couple automations like saying, hey, our appointment's coming up. And what happens, Michael, is that on that hour that we set, we write most of the entire song together. It's pretty cool. So I'm not spending three or four hours after the call writing the song, really kind of optimizing my time. And how that call usually looks 
is, hey, this is fantastic. I'm so, so excited. Thanks for trusting me with this because it's, you know, it's a personal thing. Then I ask about their history. And then I ask about how that person makes them feel um, and anything else that they like to include in the song. And with those kind of four sections, we just start vamping. I say, hey, does this feel good to you? Does this rock? And by the end of the hour, you know, we have probably about half, three quarters, maybe even the entire song complete. And I started asking people, it's like, how would you like this song? Would you like it as an MP3 or a live performance video unlisted on YouTube? And 80% asked for the live performance version of the song on YouTube. Mm. So I practiced the song maybe once and then turn on the camera on my computer, record the song all the way through and uh, post it as an unlisted YouTube link they can use to share with their loved one or friends and family. And it's very easy to access. Dang, dude, that is awesome. Thank you for kind of breaking down that the whole system for us. Yeah. If only there's a way in street team that, you know, all that stuff they just walk through, if you could just like turn it into a template and I don't know, just add it to people's accounts and like a click, man, that would be pretty awesome. That'd be great. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So is it current, like, is it currently templatized? Is it currently in our straight team templates for artists? If not, is that something that we can maybe put together as like a bonus for people? I, I would say that's actually a great one in particular for gold artists who like, when we talk about a diamond offer, yeah, like that to me feels like that's a diamond offer for a fan. Oh, yeah. And I think that in particular would be most um, relevant to gold artists who you are looking to create diamond offers. Maybe we could add that to the template. Yeah, I love that. And what I usually do is I do these like around the holiday times because that's when people are looking for gifts. That's when I'm kind of taking a break from touring anyways. So it's really like my entire income for end of November and December comes from custom songs and really allows me to kind of weather the winter in a sense. And then, you know, in January, I'm doing other diamond offers, like a songwriting retreat. So my winters are for like my big offers like that when I have the time to invest. And that might be different time for different artists. But looking at your year, looking at my year, like planning the time when to offer this is great. So whether it's once or twice, or maybe once every quarter, but it's good to do a little push around them. So yeah, I have got the email copy. I've got the, the appointment calendar template. I've got the, the survey as well. So those are all there. Mm. So cool. I mean, one thing that comes to mind too is just the whole concept of the inner circle, right? That the artists are creating. And we could probably do something where if someone gets a custom song, that's like a diamond offer. And maybe it comes bundled in with a full year of the diamond level of your inner circle. And so that's really cool because so much deep connection comes from that songwriting session mm-hmm. that you know i can see people's little profile photos on my live streams that i do every week or like you know we can text or email back and forth but spending an hour with someone getting to know their personality and them sharing what they love about someone they love i mean we have a lifetime connection now mm-hmm. i know every single person personally that i worked with for a custom song so as a diamond level it's like hey enter into my top level inner circle and you just get a free, you know, 
custom song like once a year, essentially. That'd be amazing. I think it's really smart. Yeah, let's definitely set that up for you. I think that's a great idea. I mean, it might even make sense for that just to be like the default diamond offer. I mean, obviously people can be creative and you can do different types of diamond offers. We've seen some artists having amazing results with like the retreats, the fan retreats. Mm -hmm. But I love this idea, sort of like the default diamond offer for an artist because the inner circle is just all about access and about connecting in a more you know, intimate way with the artist and what more intimate way to connect with your yeah. favorite artist than being present with them and, you know, being able to create together to create a song together. Really cool. And just to maybe speak to some perceived objections already from musicians who are like, Hey, I'm not an indie folk singer songwriter. That's fine. Like they like your music, whatever your music is. So if you are a instrumental uh, flute player, you can create a piece inspired by that story mm. with them on the on the call. If you are a technical death metal band, like they love your music. They love technical death metal. So make a custom song where you're literally like screaming these awesome lyrics, singing these <laughs> awesome lyrics about their person. Like what an amazing gift. So whatever music you do, you can turn that into a gift for someone. Mm. And I just, cause I know it's like, oh, that's easy. You know, you got a acoustic guitar and you can sing, but anything, you know, any vibration can mean a lot to somebody. And that's why they like your music in the first place. So I would, I have a, I perceive that some artists are out there like, well, that's like not my genre, but any genre this will work for. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love it. I mean, yeah, the fact is if someone is a super fan of your music, it's because of the fact they love your mind they love your music exactly. they love who you are exactly and so this is about them connecting with you and probably the deepest way you could connect with an artist which is like co-creating you know, something together exactly i also love the idea of like for all those people that got the diamond song for you being like hey by the way you know, i wanted to give you special you know recognition and so i want to make you a diamond you know like in the diamond tier of my inner circle and then there's some cool status and recognition that they sort of get from that like in your inner circle community when they're talking to each other people can see yeah and you're also seeding that community with the people you've connected with most and who have raised their hand and were like i want to support you too Mm -hmm. so yeah that's a super smart idea just like automatically being like hey you know i wrote 10 custom songs this last holiday all of you uh, congratulations you're like now in you know you get a year of essentially this this tier and so anybody else who comes into that environment can feel that you know what i mean it's like oh wow you can't wait till eli gets to write you your custom song you know in the holidays it's amazing you know so that's smart cool yeah i mean i know we have a few team members who are here right now and uh, we're just getting ready to do our you know kind of live cohort rollout of the program so for anyone that isn't aware of this, if you're either currently an active member of our Gold Arts Academy or you are someone that you was kind of you just joined, you're kind of getting ready to go through it, we're about to go through the whole program as a team and with a you know a cohort of our clients and we're going to basically make a big list of all of the improvements and updates and things that we want to change in the program. So my mind is going with this right now, Eli, is like, 
this is a great opportunity to actually build this framework into the core program cool. for, uh, for the templates and to also integrate it with the inner circle for the diamond level of the inner circle. So yeah. let's make it happen. Awesome. Stoked. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all about bringing value. It's not only artists, but to, to our fans, you know, the more value we can bring into their lives, that's what we're, that's what we're here for. You know, that's, and this is one of the highest value expressions that I've been able to experience as an artist besides, you know, live shows and in-person retreats. This is like, this is up there with the top Mm. three. So cool. Yeah. I would love to hear you go a little bit uh, deeper on that too. I mean, I I remember when Paradise Fears, when we did the house concerts and we connected in person with people and performed for them and their friends and their family, like that level of intimacy was extremely valuable and yep. extremely you know, powerful, you know, in terms of building that relationship. And those people became our like lifelong fans who would you know, fly across the country to come see us play and got tattoos. And, you know, like that was a really powerful thing that we could offer that was so valuable to them yeah and I, yeah i'm imagining because i personally haven't really done this myself but from what i've heard from you and from other artists who've been doing these custom songs is that impact that you're making is a similar kind of thing so i would love to hear your perspective in terms of having that experience and what kind of impact that has really made yeah i mean interestingly enough half of the folks who got the custom songs i met at house shows <laughs> ah there you go. Yep. So <laughs> that being like, oh, I've met this person. I know this person. I, there's a trust there, mm. you know? Yeah. Was, I think, really important to that. I mean, not so important, not the only thing, but it definitely was like, you know, a, a huge factor in that. So, yeah. I that's mean, I think that there's a good definitely. contender for the Diamond Offer as well. It's like the house concert. Yep. And that can, oh. you know, definitely lead into the, custom songs as well and that can lead into retreats like that's like a whole kind of like personalized circle that are definitely like all up there what um, if just you know just uh, vibing vibing here but what if when people joined the diamond level of your inner circle they got to choose one thing per year it's like they get to choose ooh. i want to do like, a house concert this year or you know i want to do a custom song this year if you had like three options for them yeah. and they could basically rotate between them it might be a cool thing for people to stay you know in your diamond inner circle for years and years i love that we could even do like a just like a poll like hey this year everybody in the diamond like what are you most interested in a custom song or a retreat or a private show for you and just source it that way and then that might also be interesting so i i wanted to read some of the testimonials that i gathered so a week after i delivered the song um i did a follow-up email where i asked or, hey, can you just do a quick testimonial? Because these are going to be amazing for the next round of right. the yep. feedback. So I wanted to share just a few. The song captured the story I wanted to tell and the memories I wanted to share perfectly. My parents love the song and will treasure this gift for a lifetime. Wow. That's the kind of power that these can have. Here's another one. This was for her mother's 100th birthday. <laughs> wow. The result was a video of Eli singing directly to my mom, expressing love and gratitude from her five children, 14 grandchildren, and seven great-grandchildren. We played the video on a big screen at my mom's birthday party, and there was not a dry eye in the house when the song (laughs) ended. I'm so grateful that Eli offers his gifts for special occasions and produces music with love and laughs. 
dang, dude. I'm like getting emotional just thinking yeah. about that experience for them, like, you know, yeah. with their hundred year yeah. old grandmother, the whole family coming together. Yeah. Like that must have been such a special moment for them. Yeah. And I got feedback and she was like, my mom said, like, I'm responsible for all this, aren't I? She says, Yes, you are. And we all love you. And it was after that song that she said that to her and had that moment. And I was just like, This is why. This is the why, you know, of, of all this. That makes me feel so good as an artist and a human being. So this connects with something that can travel through generations, entire lifetimes, which is beautiful. Dang, that is very cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yep. And I mean, so super smart for you to ask. You know, something we forget sometimes is like when you give your fans something, when they, especially when they purchase something from you and you give it to them and they're really grateful and excited about you know getting the thing. It's really smart to ask for a testimonial or just yes. to ask them to share their experience. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that those will go in my next year emails. Like, here are some of the, here's some of the feedback that I got from last year's participants. It mm-hmm. can go on your landing page for a funnel if you're building that. And it can go just as, you know, in my daily good vibes check-in. You know what I mean? Like putting some of those and just reminding myself of, you know, it's all the, the hard work pays off and people really appreciate it. So. Mm, that's a great one. Yeah. One to throw in your vision tank right there. Exactly. You know, and every morning you just kind of go through and remember your why and your purpose and the mm-hmm. impact that you're making. Whew, that is so awesome. Yeah. Well, Hey, we've got a live audience that are here right now. Okay. Who are a part of this as well. Yeah. Um, I would love to open up the floor to anyone that has any feedback or questions or thoughts that you'd like to connect with Eli here. All right. So I see Vaz requested to speak. So Vaz, let's bring you on here live. Hey, Vaz, how are you doing today? Doing great. Hello, Levi. Howdy, Vaz. How are you? Uh, man, life is good, you know, and it even gets better listening to the joy you're bringing. I mean, <laughs> wow. Thank I mean, you. the 100-year-old grandma story. Yeah. It's great. I don't want to, uh, once again, I want to be brief because I'm sure lots of people want to ask questions, but I did put in the chat a, a list of questions, mm-hmm. you know, the structure, how you go about your recording process. Sure. And because I have people ask me, you know, times about they have poetry mm-hmm. and I've done this in the past, just in, you know, just to use their lyrics and put kind of some work to it, but I just put some chords to it. Yeah. And so, so anyways, that's kind of the thing, you know, you know, it's there, is there an average length and you can see it in there. Cool. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Vaz. You got listed a, a list here of, of questions all related to the custom song experience. Great. Um, so I'll just go ahead and I'll read these for you, for you, Vaz. So the first one you asked was, you know, a few different questions about the overall song itself that you kind of mm-hmm. come out with. Yes. Like what's the average length of the song? You know, is is there a standard A A B A structure? I, I think he's wondering. Yeah, is it like a normal song with a verse, chorus, bridge? Like, what kind of happens with these songs? What does it, what does it look like? Yeah, no, great question. They can be anywhere from two minutes to you know four minutes, four and a half minutes, depending on how much information is there from the person who's wanting to give. A lot of them are around the three minute range, just like a regular you know regular average song. If I feel like I didn't get that much information. I might add a second chorus. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I feel like I got too much information, then I would just say, hey, let's you know focus on the ones that you absolutely want to make sure that are in the song. And I'll do that all on the Zoom call. 
So I'd say anywhere from, you know, two and a half to three and a half, maybe four minutes for mm. each song. But there are a lot of specific situations that come up. You can definitely translate a poem for someone. I have made music for someone's like video holiday letter <laughs> where I, like I followed along on the screen and just, you know, sang what was happening. So there's a lot of different ways that people can. I actually I did a cover song for someone. Actually, they're like, you know what? I don't want to do like the whole thing. It just seems like a lot. Can you just say happy birthday, you know, to my wife and sing this cover song? I'm like, sure. So that can all happen. I think being flexible is very smart. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that really struck me about your experience, Eli, is how you, one of your realizations was that people, what they really value the most and the reason that they're doing the custom song isn't necessarily that they care that much about the specifics of like how many tracks there are right. being like a full production, like, like X, Y, Z, like really it's about the heart of the experience yes. of them kind of creating you know, the music together with one of their favorite artists and, yep. you know, and you doing the live performance of it. I bet that's just a huge relief you know, because it's just a lot less you know, time and energy yeah. and effort. And it's more raw and authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty I, cool. I started doing two, three, four five track productions for these. And I would like, you know, spend hours doing the drums and like the harmonies and the lead and people liked him. But the intimacy and the personal nature of the song actually came out more when it was stripped down and acoustic and it was highlighting the, the vocals. So I, I'm saving myself four or five, maybe even six hours of post-production on these. And just, you know, the imperfectness of singing a song for the second or third time, that's actually where the magic happens. Because like, just as you're feeling the song, like the emotions coming out and you're not doing it for the third or fourth take, it's all there. And yeah, people are really just appreciative of that. Another thing that I wanted to mention is that the simpler and more direct the lyrics are, the better. Mm. So what I found is just a stream of consciousness of me singing whatever comes to mind based on the information of their relationship, based on how they feel about the other person is even more powerful than spending, you know, an hour on making the perfect line. And it's mm. actually helped my songwriting for me improve drastically. Mm. because it's making my lyrics simple, more direct, and understandable, digestible almost. So it's really actually affecting my you know, production as a songwriter too. And I'm writing, I wrote 10 songs in a month, you know I mean? For other people, but it was still a practice to get into. So that's also pretty helpful. Mm. That's super cool. I can imagine that would be a really powerful way to sort of flex the songwriting muscle and to, you know, to learn how to is just a creative, creative prompt, you know, for writing new songs. Awesome. Let's bring it home. I mean, this is one of my favorite questions. I, I love to ask this question regularly because there's always a good perspective that comes out of it. But Eli, if you could kind of go back in time to yourself back when you were just getting started with you know your music and maybe you were just on the fence where you were about to you take the plunge and go all in maybe it was right around that time when you discussed you were finding your people and you started to connect with people in, in the industry what would if you could give yourself one piece of advice what would it be i think it would be um probably not to think about music as like a Led Zeppelin, Nirvana, Adele, 
Taylor Swift success story and get wrapped up in the product that we're sold as artists and think of it as a way to connect with people. And anytime that I was a musician, whether I was going into the studio and thought about, hey, these songs are just a way for me to connect with somebody through their ears. Or maybe I was about to be on stage and I was like, hey, this is just a way for you to connect with human beings in the same room that you're going to be with. Or whether I was writing custom songs where it's like, you know, the song is kind of important, but what's really important here is the connection that you're forging with these people and that you're helping them forge with their friends and family and loved ones. Mm. Bringing it down to that human level of interaction has been probably the biggest breakthrough I've had as an artist. And now I see my music and my songs and my brand, my persona, not as like the end in itself, but it's a means to connect and give service to the world. Once I made that switch, things started happening. People started smiling more. I got more fans, got more listeners. People started complimenting my songs, not because of anything else, but just the, you know, the heart and authenticity that went into it. People notice those things. I notice those things as a listener. So if I gave any advice to myself, it would be, think of this as you're in the people business and music is the way to connect with them. Man, this is so, so good. Well, Let's give a virtual round of applause to Eli Lev. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, you stay in tune on your email for next steps related to the live cohort that we're doing and going through. I'm looking forward to connecting with you personally through that, if you're a part of it. And we're going to be building, you know, these systems and templates into the you know, software tool for you so that you can just a single click, you know, get these set up for yourself. So Thank you, Eli, for being you and, and sharing you know, some of the insights and lessons that you've learned that felt just so, I mean, authentic is definitely the, the right word. And, and sort of just like remembering what's important and what's not. Yeah. yeah, I try to come back to that exercise a lot where you imagine that you're on your deathbed and you're kind of looking back at your life and you're about to say goodbye to everyone and everything that you knew. And it seems like in those moments, that's when we get the most clarity and realize really what's important and what's not. And it's the connections. Yeah, it's the yeah. people. It's the relationships that, that we yeah. build that are, are so important. So yeah, it's a, it's a good reminder. So thank you for that. I'm grateful for you, Michael. Thank you for you know giving me the, the courage and the, you know, the belief in myself that I had what it takes to, to do the thing. And every step of the way, I've been learning from you too. And I definitely feel honored to be in your circle. You're one of those connections that means a lot to me too. So thank you. Thanks, man. Hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, then that'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That really helps us out. And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take their music careers to the next level. The time to be a modern musician is now, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.